This is OPI Talk, the voice of the business products industry. Hello and welcome to this episode of OPI Talk. I'm your host, Andy Braithwaite. And as this is our first podcast of 2022, I'd like to wish all our listeners a very happy new year, wherever they may be in the world. And a very happy new year also to our first guest of 2022. Marcelo Podesta is the president of National Business Furniture, a leading supplier of workplace furniture in the US and a subsidiary of tax. Hi, hi Marcelo. Good to see you and thank you for being on OPI Talk. Hi, Andy. Uh, thanks for having me. Happy New Year to you as well. And I'm glad to be here today. Okay, good stuff. Now, I, I refer to you as the president of, of NBF, but... Uh, since we set up this call, that that role has actually changed, and you you've expanded your your role. And I think I did a news story on it uh, earlier earlier today on the OPI OPI Net website. Some some changes there at uh, at, at tax. So I don't know if you can just quickly refer to those. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I've been uh, uh, grateful enough to have been promoted uh, as of January first uh, as divisional president, and I'm actually leading the the furniture and displays uh, division, as well as a food service division, uh, two of the three divisions that uh, the TAC group has recently established. Okay, so that's essentially, is that all their North American operations? Well, right now, all of the North American companies uh, are included in those two divisions, but there's also a company based out of the Netherlands that that is a food service company, as Mm -hmm. well as a small uh, displays company that is also based out of Germany. Okay. Okay. Now, a little bit about yourself. I think I think some of our listeners in the US might uh, might actually know you because you you worked for some time at Staples, didn't you? Just tell us a little bit about your your career history. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm I'm originally from Argentina. So after college, I started working in a dot com startup uh, called OfficeNet, and it sold office furniture, office uh, supplies uh, digitally. And that business was eventually acquired by Staples. So uh, I've been working this. I worked in the Staples Group uh, more than a decade, and eventually transitioned into international roles in Brazil, China, India, and Taiwan and Europe. But then did the bulk of my my second half of my my tenure at Staples in the U.S. And uh, I was one of the first uh, omni-channel uh, merchants at that organization. Uh, so we had the dot-com business, the retail business, and the and the B2B contract business. Um, after that time, I spent some time in private equity, where I worked in uh, in Brookstone and Arvent Furniture. And uh, as of August of 2020, uh, I started working at National Business Furniture as president. And uh, yeah, that's that's a little bit my my history. Okay. All right, good. T- tell us something about National Business Furniture. It's go to market model, the, the size, you know, the, your, the product groups, uh, maybe some of the verticals that you specialize in. Yeah, totally. So National Business Furniture is a company that's above two hundred million dollars worth of annual revenues, uh, and it sells furniture to businesses. Uh, we have seven uh, very distinct verticals. Uh, and we sell all the way from the federal government uh, to home office uh, uh, consumers and all the way through healthcare, education, business, hospitality, and, 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 other, and other verticals that way. Uh, the business has been around for 45 years. So we're certainly, there's a lot of tenure, a lot of expertise, a lot of product knowledge. 
And it's just uh, a company that that is uh, incredibly robust uh, from a performance standpoint and from a, and also from a talent standpoint and really blessed to be part of it. Okay. Now, you joined the company in August of 2020, if I'm correct. That was a, an interesting time in the middle of the pandemic to, to become president of the company. It may be an interesting time for the company to, to implement a, a leadership change as well. How, how did that come about? Yeah, certainly it was uh, something that uh, I was not prepared for to start a, to start a business in the middle of a pandemic. But um, honestly, there's been pros and cons to it, right? Obviously, it's been more difficult to have this face-to-face contact with everybody in the, in the business. But at the same time, uh, video conferencing sometimes brings uh, everybody a little bit together. Uh, everybody's less shy to, to state their, their point of view. And, and I've been able to connect with, with the majority of the folks that way regardless. And, and really, um, you know, really absorb the, the culture that the organization has, which is that of extreme collaboration, just a lot of hard work, a lot of pride in the results that we achieve. Um, and it's just been a phenomenal journey uh, since, since I started. And it, 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 we, all, we all the time think it's going to end, but, it, but it, it, it keeps on going, you know. <laughs> We're going to come back to that, I'm, I'm sure. But uh, hopefully you've met all your team by now, face to face. I would say most of it, but we do have a lot of people uh, spread across the United States. We have 52 sales reps uh, across the United States, which most of them I have, I have not met live. And we also have a lot of warehouse you know, infrastructure and people um, in different parts of the U.S., which I have not made, met either yet. Yeah. So it's, it's, there's still a lot of people that uh, has been only purely digital at, the, at this point. Yeah. So what was your, your brief when, when you joined? What was what was not quite right at the company, which you needed to, to fix or to, to evolve? Yeah, so we really put um, a really interesting strategy together um, where, where we focused on really five big things. Number one, e-commerce, and just really beefing up the talent and the, and the capabilities from an e-commerce standpoint. Um, then we also put a lot of strength and energy behind really uh, upgrading and overhauling our merchandising our products and our capabilities. Uh, we also centered around the whole concept of omni-channel sales. Um, so instead of having a lot of channels competing against each other, how do we work together with our channels, our inside sales, our outside sales, and our, and our web channels to work together to be more relevant to the customer? Um, then we also really focused on our customer verticals as well, and really started to understand the idiosyncrasies of each vertical, how do they behave, and really started um, carving out uh, specific programs around each one of them to be more relevant to them from an engagement and experience standpoint, uh, which, which proved to be very, very important throughout the pandemic. Um, and then lastly, there's a, there's a, there's a whole IT uh, transformation that and digital transformation that needed to happen. We had not uh, invested in our IT infrastructure in many, many years. So there's a whole modernization from, from an IT stack standpoint as well. So definitely a full, a full plate of things to do. Sound, sounds it. How, how far down the road are you on those projects? I would say that at this point in time, <clears throat> excuse me, at this point in time, we're probably uh, into finishing the first year of a two-year transformation. So we've accomplished uh, a lot in this past year. But we still have lot, lots of lots of things to do. Um, but by 2022, at, at the end of 2022, I believe we're going to be in a position where most of this work is going to be in our rearview mirror, and we're going to be able to 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 focus solely on growth. 
which, which by the way, has been a great growth year for us this year, but we're going to be able to have this transformation a little bit in our rear view mirror at, the, at that point. Okay. I heard you speak last year, I think the middle of last year, you said that 2021 would be a record year for, for national business furniture. Did it turn out that way? And it has been, absolutely. Mm. We, had a, we had a phenomenal year, uh, leaps and bounds above our budget and uh, an historic year uh, in many fronts for, for us. It's bit, I mean, it's a little bit counterintuitive. You would say, well, you sell office furniture in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, but we've seen a lot of people either uh, increase their, their, their footprint in their office or decrease it or change it. There's been just like so many different things that have happened um, and that they need new furniture. So we've been there uh, ready for them. And then we've also seen a lot of growth in different, in different verticals like education, home office, and we've been able to pivot and amplify our business uh, based on based on that as the pandemic has gone through its ups and downs. So yes, we've had a marvelous year last year. Yeah. How, how permanent do you think some of these changes that we've seen over the past couple of years are as it relates to the office furniture market in terms of work from home or you know, the, the hybrid work environment and, and how that relates to people ordering their office furniture or project, projects and, and that kind of thing as well? Yeah, certainly there's there's going to be a lot of changes that are going to be here to stay and, and it's continuously evolving. We have not seen sort of like the stabilization of, of the future of the workplace uh, just yet, but there's a lot of indications of what it's going to look like. This higher balance between home and office is going to is going to be here to stay. Um, and that involves creating also work environments in your home as well as in your office. But then the office environment is going to change on its on it, itself as well. People are going to spend less time in the office, but they're going to have a little bit more focused agenda while at the office. And that agenda is going to be more around collaboration. It's going to be more around interactions with other people, other teams. And it's going to be, um, you know, the setting of it is going to require furniture that is more versatile, that's more uh, flexible, more modular, that can adapt to the needs of that particular uh, group of folks. Uh, for that particular sort of uh, task at hand. So, so then that has a direct impact, not only on the layout of the office, but also uh, on the actual products and, and, and an office furnishing that, that is going to be inside the office. Mm. There's going to be more focus also on sanitation and hygiene, of course, because of the pandemic. Uh, so fabrics that can be easily cleaned or, or easily interchanged. Um, and then lastly, some, a trend that was pre-pandemic, I believe, uh, which is the whole wellness, comfort, ergonomic um, trend around, um, you know, being able to, to, to be healthier at work as well. So all these things are coming together and, and just really creating a new, a new work environment that really changes by vertical too. It's going to be a different, different for healthcare than it is education too is going to be very different. So we're seeing a lot of change and we're sort of really adapting and, and providing great solutions to our customers in all these flanks. Yeah. How much has your assortment changed in the past 24 months? Well, there's, there's been certainly a lot of new products uh, that, have, that have taken off um, and then older products that maybe have increased relevancy. Uh, we've seen an increase in, in, uh, in, in collections that offer higher degrees of modularity, flexibility, you know, things on wheels, you know, uh, has, has been, has been uh, a big thing and things that can be assembled into different shapes and forms depending on the, what, what the customers need. But then there's also been a lot of uh, style uh, evolution too. People are, are really looking a little bit at their 
uh, at their office and trying to be a little bit more modern and what they look like. Your classic 80s office is a little bit out the window at this point. Uh, so, so a lot of new textures, uh, laminates, uh, you know, different materials that, that are not just the traditional sort of wooden product. So mm-hmm. it's been, um, it's been an interesting ride and we're not over with it. So, so we're learning more by, by the day. There's also been a trend towards more green products okay. and we're seeing that as a trend as well. Uh, and we're really behind that, um, as well, because it's important for, for the planet we live in too. Yeah. Just question about your, your sales teams, uh, your salespeople. How, how have they been able to adapt to the to the challenges that, that, that they face, not being able to visit customers, uh, a greater e-commerce component perhaps to to, to your sales? Has that, has that been tough for them and, and then for you to, to, to manage them? Well, it's it's been it's been tough for everyone, but we, we are really grateful that we have uh, a very dedicated sales team, both in in house and and also the outside sales team that are that are out in 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 the in the rest of the country and and we've had to adapt so things that we would typically do on site we've had to move on to video calls um, we've had to move uh, into the web so we've just adapted and and we were ready for it because we had a we had a work uh, from home policy before the pandemic. Uh, so people were set up, they had their stations in their homes, they were used to, we had, we had the IT around it, we had the digital solutions around it. So for us, it was just uh, leaning into something that we were used to. That's why we eased into it, but uh, we can't discount the level of effort um, that everybody's put in to making this happen for MBF. So it's, it's, been, it's been great to see it all come together. Yeah. How important is you know, the project's consultation component with, with your customers? Obviously, that perhaps requires a face-to-face contact. Has that had to go online? We've, we definitely have a big part of the product consultation piece. And, and, and we have a team of designers and interior designers and, and that, that produce renderings of what an office could look like. And it's all virtual, you know, it's, it's, it's all ren- digital 3D renderings of what the office could look like. Um, and they've been presented digitally in some cases to, to, to the customers. And uh, it's worked because people love what we do and how we do it and they consume it. So we're, we, we believe that we have a, a good go-to-market strategy as it pertains to that. Mm. Yeah, you, you've referred to a couple of verticals. If I just take a couple of those, such as education and then just the general office environment, how are, how are they shaping up for 2022? I guess, I guess a couple of months ago, we were looking, at, looking ahead to a world without, without COVID. Then we've got the new uh, Omicron variant that's um, affecting many, many areas now. Have you had to adjust your your outlook uh, as a result of that? Well, I would have to say that it's been it's been interesting to see the peaks and valleys of the different verticals as as we went through the stages of the pandemic. At the beginning, at the beginning, the hottest vertical was uh, was work from home, right? The home office. Everybody wanted to, to rebuild their home office. But as we turned uh, the year into twenty twenty one. Um, and as we started, especially going into Q2 and Q3, we saw a massive spike in our education uh, verticals. There's a lot of federal funds that were that were directed towards those accounts. And, and I think there are some trends that were also happening pre-pandemic in, in, in terms of like the learning methodologies that, that, that exist in both higher and lower education um, and the ability to have more learning by collaboration, more learning by by group, by interaction, um, and you need furniture 
to to be able to do that. So you know, not your classic old-fashioned uh, desks and chairs that 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 I at least grew up with, but more sort of round tables or 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 pieces that can sort of join together when there's activities that need to happen in, in, in the likes. So all that was happening pre-pandemic. It just got accentuated and amplified through the pandemic. And we were ready to be able to deliver those type of products. Um, on top of that, obviously there's this, this um, constant like, like fire drills of, of COVID peaks and valleys that all of a sudden, like there's more learning from home or more learning from, from school. Um, and, and just our furniture is able to deliver on those on those fronts as well, which is why it's been so important to 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 us this vertical and how it has been refurbished. Um, so we've we've seen a lot of a lot of growth in our education categories in 2021, but also we've and you alluded to also to the business and the, and the just like the the business vertical, which is which is uh, also you know I think there's no way to just group business into one right. There's mm-hmm. different parts of business. Um, and certainly the, the businesses that have returned a little bit stronger into the office have really reshaped and rejiggered what, what their workspace looks like uh, in similar ways with more modular furniture, flexible furniture, a mod, more modern look, uh, because they want to also be able to attract uh, some employees to go to the office. Yeah. So there's been a lot, of, a lot of movement there, but we've been able to tap into all those little spikes and really amplify them. That's been sort of the the secret sauce of our success. Yeah. Okay. Good. A- any sense that some projects are now being delayed because of, of the new variant? Not really. We have not experienced that. Our, our sales are red hot as they as they have been last year. Uh, we have not seen a slowdown just yet. Okay. I just wanted to refer to a, a couple of things that have happened in in the market in in the past few months. Uh, going back to your old company Staples, they recently closed their project furniture business has that uh, how, how has that just impacted the market generally yeah i mean obviously it's, it's sad to hear uh, what happened at, at staples for all those for all those folks that that worked there for so many years but uh for mbf we've you know part of our strategy is to be out there uh with sales reps in 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 the u.s and that's a strategy that we've been doubling down on for many years, and we've increased our footprint. We've increased our our business as it pertains to outside sales. Uh, we've increased our our capabilities in terms of project management or or, or design services, um, and that's and that's something that we've focused on uh, for for a long time. So certainly, that's that's something that's working for us and that we're growing into. Mm. But the Staples exit has created a opportunity for for players in in, in that particular space well certainly certainly there's going to be customers that are going to need uh Mm. these services and we're ready for them so okay uh, perhaps some uh, some good talent on the market as well in terms of their ex-employees that's uh 100 that's that's right that's right all right and the other the other big deal in 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 the furniture market was the the merger of herman miller and and noel last year creating the you know the number one furniture manufacturer in the world. I'm not sure how, how much your paths cross in the market or whether you're play, playing in slightly different spaces. We play in a, in a slightly different place. I mean, obviously these two companies are, are phenomenal uh, companies, phenomenal brands that we, we respect a lot, but we play in a, in a slightly sort of different price point uh, in a more value oriented uh, price point and our, and our services and products are geared towards that. So uh, we haven't seen too much of a disruption in our business because of that. And uh, we just focus on our customers and just delivering 
uh, value to, to them, uh, which which has worked pretty well for us last year too. Okay. In their earnings call this week, they, they called out inflationary pressures, supply chain constraints, uh, delivery problems, you know, huge back, backlogs. How, how, how are you being impacted by those kinds of things? Probably like everybody else in the world, uh, it's it's certainly been been a, a roller coaster year for 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 us in terms of of that. Uh, but uh, we we've we've seen a lot of supply chain disruption, uh, but the picture is is much healthier now as we turn the year than it was a couple of months ago. We've worked really really hard with our. Um, with our logistics partners, as well as a, with our with our freight, we've divert we've diverted volume towards North American manufacturers. So we've done we've done all our homework as best as we could uh, to mitigate this, and we're in a much better shape now than we were a year ago. And uh, inflation is is inflation, you know, and that's mm. and that's that's happening across the board, across all industries, across everything, and um, and part of it is is has to do with uh, the scarcity of the product. Part of it has to do with just pure raw material increases, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna be in for a ride for the next couple of years until that stabilizes down. So it's gonna be an interesting journey. Okay. All right. Great. And j- just to finish, what are your priorities for 2022? Yeah. So I think priorities 2022 is we we double down on our strategy uh, of being customer centric, of really uh, providing relevant solutions to each of our verticals. Uh, we have a strong e-commerce uh, and digital first agenda. Um, we have to continue with uh, the modernization of our IT infrastructure uh, and continue bringing new relevant products to the market. So really it's a continuation of what we've been doing and we're just doubling down on it and uh, and trying to have some fun in the, in, right. in, in the journey as well. Okay, all right, great stuff. Thank, thanks, Marcelo. Good luck for 2022, both at National Business Furniture and in your expanded role within the TACT group. Greatly appreciate it, Annie. Thank you for having me. Okay, cheers. Take care. Bye-bye. If you have got this far, then thank you for listening to this episode of OPI Talk. Please check out our website, opi.net, for news, interviews, analysis, and much more from the business products world. We've also got a great app that you can download from the App Store or Google Play. Just search for OPI Magazine. And we hope you will join us again soon for another episode of OPI Talk.